you're listening to a podcast from Burley Heads Church of Christ, from Burley Heads on the Gold Coast. It's, it's so good to meet with you guys again digitally. Uh, my name's Jonathan. I'm one of the elders here at Burley Church of Christ. I hope you've had a great week. I hope you um, have, have been restful over this time as we come into the busy season of Christmas. Um, it, it's been a really difficult year. It's, um, it's been a hard year for many people. And it's been a year of hopelessness for a lot of people. And so as a church, we're going to be going into a season now where we're looking at hope in the holiday season and and looking for hope in the story of Jesus' birth at Christmas. We're going to start this week um, looking at the the story of Christmas from the wise men's uh, perception, the three wise men. Um, And we're going to start with looking at the definition of hope. Uh, It says that hope is defined as a feeling or expectation and desire for a particular thing to happen. Today, we're going to be learning about um, the three wise men, or or as they're often known as the three kings, Uh, but they're actually traditionally, they're what's called a magi. Um, And and we're going to look at how the magi influenced and were part of the biblical narrative of the birth of the Messiah. Now, there's a traditional picture of the three wise men or three kings in the manger, um, ne- next to the manger in the stable, and, and they're kneeling down before Jesus, similar to the one here I have on the screen. Uh, and this is a very, um, I guess, cliche image of how we view the three wise men. Um, but it's it's actually got a few inaccuracies, and, and we're going to look into this today and, and what the Bible actually tells us about these magi. We're going to read the Christmas account from Matthew, as this is actually the only story that includes the three wise men or the three magi in their story. So let's take a look at Matthew chapter 2, verse 1 to 2. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star in the east. Now, magi were basically just really intellectual men of the time. And they had the unique responsibility of identifying and developing kings. They were sometimes even referred to as king makers. Now, the first thing we notice here is that it says after Jesus was born. After. So this this wasn't as Jesus was being born. And it actually, um, scholars have told us that it's probably about one and a half to two years after Jesus was born that the Magi arrived. So the idea that they're still in the stable when he came is unfortunately not true. Um, We know that Jesus at this time probably would have been a small boy. The Magi started their journey from the Parthia region, which is where um, we now know of Iran, and they started to travel over and headed straight into Jerusalem. But why did they head east to Jerusalem rather than Bethlehem, where we know Jesus was born? Remember, at this time, Jerusalem is the capital city of Judea. So when they arrived, they went into King Herod and they basically came up to him and said, where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star in the east. Now, this is the second tradition of the story that doesn't quite have biblical relevance. We often think of the three wise men um, following the star over the stable, and and that guided them straight into where Jesus was born. Uh, But if we look at the map and where the Magi were from, they said that they saw the star rising in the east. So 
if the star rose from the east and they traveled east, they actually would have been heading in the opposite direction, probably towards India. So we know that the star is a big part of the story, but it's not exactly how we traditionally think. Now, we know that Magi are people who identify kings. So we know that the birth of a Messiah would have been really exciting for them. And and it would have been a momentous occasion that they would have been waiting for and looking for. Um, We also know that the Magi traditionally would have been taught um, by very important people. And we actually know that Daniel from the Old Testament at one point had a big influence in training Magi. In Daniel 5.11, it says, Nebuchadnezzar, your father, the king, appointed him chief of the Magi. So Daniel was actually the chief over the Magi at that time, and he must have been able to tell them what to look for, um, look for in the stars and look for in the planets and the configurations of those planets. Uh, We know that Daniel would have known the scriptures well and was able to look at the prophecies about Jesus' upcoming birth. Now, we don't have to go into how he analysed the stars because, truthfully, I don't know. Uh, But back in those days, the Magi would have been looking for movements and patterns in the stars, in in where they came up on the horizon line and what travel they had across the sky. Uh, Remember, they didn't have any tools. There were no telescopes. um, There were no sextons or anything to help them to track exactly. They were only using what was visible with their eyes. So every light, shining above was a star. So stars were stars, planets were stars, comets were stars. Um, And they actually called uh, planets wandering stars because of their movements and how they were different to normal stars. So when the Magi referenced seeing his star, as in Jesus' star, the Messiah's star, we know that it was actually most likely a planet and it was most likely Jupiter. And and the, the planetary conjunctions they saw of Jupiter over in the east. Another translation says, we saw it when it rose, because back in those days, astronomers would have been using the horizon as their central point. So if they were able to stand in a similar point and using guidelines like mountain peaks to see where the stars or the planets were rising. So unfortunately, the the picture of our um, our stable with a star kind of hovering just above it, a big eight-pointer star, um, it was most likely just a slightly brighter version of a star and and like Jupiter when we see now in the sky. So what did the Magi know when they saw this star rise? They knew that the Messiah had been born, firstly, and they knew that the Messiah was going to come out of Judea. That what they learnt from Daniel. So the Magi have seen this star and they said, look, the Messiah has been born. Let's go and see him. We saw the star rise in the east, but they didn't head east. Remember, we looked at the map and they headed in west towards Jerusalem. So they came into King Herod and they asked, where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? You rule here, Herod. You must know where the king has been born. Now, in Matthew 2, verse 3, it says, but when King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all of Jerusalem with him. Now, we know King Herod was not a good man, and he was actually a really jealous man. This is a man that had his wife killed because she was more popular than him. And it was a man that had his son drowned in the family pool because he had ambitions of one day becoming a king. So we know that Herod was an extremely jealous man, and this birth of a future king or messiah 
definitely wouldn't have been good with him. Now, as the Magi move on, we also understand um, that their journey probably would have had quite a lot more than three. Traditionally, we think of three wise men or three Magi because there were three gifts, the gold, frankincense, and myrrh. But in this time, there actually would have been quite a large caravan of people on their journey. Um, if, you, if you imagine um, these people were coming out of Parthia and heading towards Jerusalem, and, and at this time, Jerusalem was ruled by Rome, and Rome and Parthia were actually at war. So these guys are traveling with really expensive gifts, gold and valuables. Uh, they were actually traveling over an international borderline into um, what is basically a war zone. And so there would have been in reality quite a large group traveling with this, uh, with the Magi. How many? We're not sure. Uh, but we do know that they brought in three specific gifts. Uh, there was gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Now, over the years, um, somehow these, these characters have been given names and backstories. None of that is biblical, um, but maybe it just helps to tell the story. I'm not too sure. But we know that from the Bible, there is a group of intelligent men who have come to seek Jesus and to worship him. So at this point, Herod pulls together all the priests and teachers of the law, and he asks, where is the Christ going to be born? In Matthew 2.4. Those that knew the scriptures replied from back in Micah 5.2, which says the Messiah is going to be born in Bethlehem. So Herod sent them to Bethlehem. He said, the, said to the Magi, I want you to go down to Bethlehem, find this king and bring him back to me or let me know where he is so that I can worship him too. So the Magi followed on down to Bethlehem at Herod's will. Now, typically in these days, um, journeys like this would have happened really early in the morning while, while the sun was still down, while it was night. Um, and so we imagine this caravan of, of Magi on their camels heading directly south from Bethlehem down into us, uh, from Jerusalem down into Bethlehem, directly south. So as they headed down, the star, which we uh, referred to in the Bible before, um, probably being Jupiter, would have rose from the east. Now, typically stars like this or planets follow a certain path. As they rise in the east, they come up and they stop directly above. Uh, and in astronomy, they say this is a stall and it stalls there for a moment, quite a while actually, and then will set down towards the west. So as these people were heading from Jerusalem, north to south into Bethlehem, as they were traveling along, this Jupiter would have stalled directly above Bethlehem. And this is what tells us that he followed the star down into Bethlehem. Once in Bethlehem, it actually would have been quite easy to find Jesus. Um, remember by this point, the shepherds had probably told every single person in town, hey, this is where the Messiah lives. He's in this house here. We saw him. We worshipped him. Uh, he was probably two years old by this point and, and word definitely would have spread. Plus, Bethlehem was a very small town. So the Magi were intelligent, highly regarded men. These are men who journeyed a really long way on a dangerous journey to find and worship Jesus. They knew the significance of this birth. 
These are men who had high status in society. Even kings sought them out for, for wisdom and to, to ask advice from them. These are really highly regarded men and they were coming in to worship a young child. The Magi understood the momentous value that this life had on the world. They had long known the Messiah would be born and for generations this information was passed down from their parents. You can imagine the excitement and the anticipation these Magi would have experienced when they finally saw this star rise and they understood the significance of what was going on. Looking back at our original definition of hope, a feeling and expectation and a desire for the particular thing to happen, the Magi were desiring this hope, this event to happen. They were desiring this event to happen because they knew the impact that it would have on the world. These are really intelligent men. They knew the scriptures and they recognized the birth of the Messiah. They were men that looked for signs. They were men that were aware of the scriptures and the prophecies and they applied that in their time. They would have been people who studied and reflected on their life so that when the opportunity came, they were prepared. The Magi would have taken time to sit back and to observe, to see what was happening around them, not just in the stars, but in the world. They understood that this event was not just a fun story like like Santa bringing gifts, but a significant prophesied historical event, and they humbled themselves and worshipped a young child. So this Christmas, enjoy the time you spend with your family and friends. Enjoy the gifts that you give and that you receive. Enjoy the food. But remember that this is a celebration of more than just these tokens. This is a celebration of the birth of our Saviour. It is the birth of a historical significant event that began our journey to being saved. In 1 Peter 1.13, it says, Therefore, preparing your minds for action, And being sober-minded, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. I wonder if in this crazy season, if we can sit back and reflect on what God is birthing. If we can take time to listen to what God is doing around us and in us. I want to finish with these three questions for your reflection. Firstly, what is one thing I can take away from my busy life to allow me to reflect on what God is doing in this season? How can I implement rhythms in my life to reflect on what God is doing currently? And how can I ensure my mind is prepared for God to work in and through me? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for the amazing gift that Jesus is to us. Lord, the Magi knew that he was coming. They saw the signs and they came and worshipped him. We pray, Lord, that in this season we will just be able to reflect on our lives, reflect on the scriptures and what you've said to us, and that we'll be present in what's happening so that we can worship you. Be with us this Christmas season. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope you have a really great weekend and we'll see you next week.